Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about dealing with picky customers, and I'll give you some tips to deal with those kind of hypervigilant, over-the-top, watching-everything-you-do type customers. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Like everything else, there are all different levels on the spectrum. When you're talking about someone who's picky, there may be someone who has a legitimate reason to be calling you and to be picking on something that you did. Others just find everything bothersome, and no matter what you do at their pool, they're going to complain about something. Now, these are the ones that are the most difficult. Usually, they're pretty good-paying customers. Sometimes, they're not as good as you would want them to be for being as picky as they are. So there are, of course, some strategies you can use to deal with customers that are kind of annoying as far as you're doing your job and you're still finding fault with what you do each week at their pool. Having very strong boundaries is one way to prevent someone like this from getting under your skin. This means that you have set hours where you're going to respond to someone sending you a message and you're going to, of course, let the customer know these parameters. For instance, if you want to be off on Saturday afternoon through Sunday until Monday morning, Let the customer know that you don't answer your messages at that time. You may want to get a message service. These are pretty handy to have, and a lot of people invest in them. I'm not sure how much they cost at this point. I haven't invested in one myself, but they would call this number, and then they would get a real person, but then they would forward a message or just act like a message service. That's a good way to kind of head off this. You can, of course, just have everything go to voicemail. Or if they text you, you can just, of course, archive it or not respond until Monday morning. And this is to set boundaries because for some reason, people that are picky just have no boundaries as far as your time and that they're consuming it. They'll text you Sunday, Sunday evening, and they'll demand a response by sending you a follow-up text. Hey, did you get my message or a question mark or something just as irritating I think if you have the strong boundaries, you can you can safely ignore those messages and let them know when you do get back to them that, oh, I'm sorry, but I don't answer my phone after noon on Saturday all the way through Sunday until Monday morning. That's when I get my messages and I check everything at that point. That may irritate them, but that's perfectly fine because they're kind of irritating you at the same time. Not saying that you should be passive aggressive in any way, but I think it's a two-way street in business. And if they don't honor your time, then, of course, it's really hard to honor someone else's time when they don't treat you with that same respect. I think what you can do ultimately, if you have to, now here's the danger with someone like this on your route. If you do drop someone who's really picky, they may in turn leave a bad review, and sometimes they'll go crazy and leave a review on Google, Yelp, 
They'll find like everywhere they can leave a review, like even the Better Business Bureau, I've heard of this happening. And this is not the best situation for your business. So when you do drop someone like this, it has to be done in a way that's logical. And this is kind of the best way to do it is let the customer know that, you know, you're really, really busy with Fool. You have you have more accounts than you can get to. And you're consolidating your route. And unfortunately, their pool falls out of the area that you're either consolidating down to. I wouldn't say area as far as region, because you may do a house down the street. But as far as on that particular service day, there's just no room for them anymore. And you'll have to let them go at the end of the month. And something like that usually goes over fairly well, sometimes not. So just be prepared to defuse them texting you or calling you saying, why are you dropping me and not someone else? That could be a possibility, but ultimately you want to get them off of your route if they are that kind of a person that they question you. And what I mean by someone who's overly picky is not someone who says, hey, you know what, you were here last week and I noticed that there was still a little bit of dirt on the steps. If you can uh, you know, make sure you brush everything thoroughly, that'd be fine. That's not, to me, picky. But if you're there and then you spend 25 minutes cleaning the pool and you leave and they send you a text message saying, hey, there's a, there's a leaf on the bottom still, that you didn't get, I want you to come back and get it. To me, that's overly picky. And believe me, if you never had a customer like that, you may one day will have one like that. I've had a few of these, and you know, it's no fun having a customer like this on your route. But basically, it's one of those things where if they are at that level where they, they're like, hey, I don't think you clean out the skimmer basket. I still see two leaves in there. After you left, there's still leaves in the skimmer basket. So I want you to come back, or I'd like you to clean the basket out more thoroughly. Something like that, to me, is just way over the top. You're doing the service, a random leaf falling in the pool, or you're missing something. It's just normal. And if it's the kind of person where you're kind of watching over your own back, you know, like, I better get this cleaned up here, I better do this, or I should do this also, that's not the kind of account you want where you're kind of micromanaging yourself so that you're kind of avoiding someone calling you or texting you later with a problem. To me, that's just not what you're getting paid for. And you don't need that kind of stress. So that person, eventually, if they're at that level, should be dropped. Another problem with people that are overly picky is that they want you to come back and do something for them. They don't want to pay you for it because they feel like that should have been done while you were there. And therefore, since you're coming back, you shouldn't have to be paid for that because it should have been taken care of in the first place. A good example of this is if, for instance, you leave the pool and then two days later they call you saying, hey, the automatic cleaner is not running. I want you to come back and get it working. Now, who knows what happened, you know, in those two days since you left. More than likely, it's not something that happened on your service day or during your service call because when you leave the pool, it was running. could be a rock in there. It could be, if it's a bouncing type cleaner, a diaphragm that has a tear in it. But if you're going back to that pool, I would go back there and then I would take care of the problem because, you know, you want to make sure that you have good customer relations. But I would also send an invoice to them and I would have that invoice Staying, stating that it's a $90 service call, but as a courtesy, you zeroed it out. But in the future, in the future, if you have to go back to the pool to check on something that's not working before your regular service day, if it's not an emergency, and make a distinction there because there may be an emergency where, you know, the rainbow chlorinator tubing broke and the pool drained down six inches. But if it's not an emergency and you have to go back there, you're going to charge them a service call next time. Now, this may get an angry message, who knows, depending on how what level of the spectrum they're on. But you're setting a boundary there because now if they call you back because let's say there's, you know, the pool turned off and maybe some debris fell out of the skimmer into the pool 
they want you to come back to get it out, or maybe they want you to check on a noise that's kind of funny that they're hearing over by the equipment. Believe me, I've gotten all these calls, by the way. And so they want you to come back because it doesn't sound right. There's just a weird noise by the by the pump. This definitely is something that is not an emergency. So you have to let them know that if you do come back during the week, you're going to have to charge them the $90 return service fee because it's not an emergency situation. So they should get the point at that at that instant that you're not going to be coming back with every whim that they have. And that should taper down to where they're not calling you to come back to fix anything. One thing that you should have with these customers is a service agreement because a lot of times, let's say there's a wind event and you go to their pool and you clean it and then they call you, hey, there's still a lot of debris on the bottom and I want you to come back because you didn't clean the pool thoroughly and you're only there for 30 minutes and I really want you to finish cleaning the pool With a service agreement, you'll have a wind clause in there, and it'll state that it could take two to three weeks to clean the pool up, and that you're not going to be there cleaning the pool up the whole time at just a one-time deal. It's going to take two or three weeks to actually clean the whole pool. That's in writing. They signed it. They should have no legitimate reason to complain. Or if you miss a week because you're on vacation, if they call and say, hey, you missed last week. I'm going to want some credit for that service because you missed it. You have also a vacation clause in there explaining when you take your vacation. So these are all things that are important to have in writing, especially for a customer that's going to be overly picky. And if you need a copy of a service agreement, I have one in Word format you can edit and you can add to. Just email me at david at com, and I'll get that over to you as soon as I get to my email. Sometimes I get backed up a little bit. Again, that's david at com. I'll get you that service agreement over but that's a must-have in a situation like this when someone is really picky. Now, what about the customer wanting you to come on a Friday? Friday is like the prime day, of course, for pool service because it's right before the weekend. But you may not be able to get over there on a Friday because they're out of your Friday route area. But they may insist on Friday service because that's what they want. The problem is you can't cater to one person and go 10 minutes out of your way or 15 minutes out of your way to do one account. Again, they're on your short list to drop at that point. But if you can't switch service days, they may even cancel. And that's your way out sometimes. So that's actually a blessing in disguise. So if they call and they're complaining about you coming on a Wednesday to when you're on a Friday, you can just let them know that you're not really in the area on Friday. And if they want to call another company that maybe should maybe can do Friday service, you understand 100% that you can't you know, meet their demands at this point to be on Friday. You have to do them on Wednesday. And they'll probably cancel you and call someone else to come on Friday. And that's when you kind of do the little jig and, you know, give yourself a high five and you're off the hook at that point. And I've lost a picky customer or two this way. And it's really a relief that they kind of pulled the plug on it and you didn't have to give them the little thing about moving out of the area or actually consolidating your route. So I don't think you need to switch service days for someone who's picky. And I wouldn't switch service days Anyway, if you even had room on that day, because Friday shouldn't be unpleasant for you. And more than likely, they're going to call you on Saturday morning saying, hey, there's something wrong with the pool. So it doesn't do any good for you to cater to someone who's picky. I would say I wouldn't cater to someone like that because there's just way too many customers out there that aren't like that, that you should be having on your route. Here's one that happens a lot with customers that are picky. They'll call you and look at the bill and they'll see that you charge them for, let's say, Whisperflow Basket and you charge them $24 or whatever you charge for that, $25, $26. And they'll say, hey, I noticed there's a charge on here for a pump basket, and I'm on Amazon right now, and I see that same basket for $12. And so I would like you 
the refund made the difference. And you can explain to the customer, and this is one of those tough ones where, yes, the supplier can't stock generic parts because they have a kind of contract. I don't know if it's, it's in the contract. It might be in the contract, probably. But they can't sell knockoff parts at, their, at a legitimate supplier like Leslie's and Pool Corp and Heritage. They just can't carry these knockoff pump baskets. So the one they're saying on Amazon may have the same model number as the Pentair basket, but it's definitely a knockoff and it's something that the supplier can't carry. And you're going to have to just explain to the customer that, I'm sorry, but that particular basket is not an original manufactured part, and that's why it's so inexpensive online. And if you want to purchase that basket and leave it by the equipment, I'll definitely put it in and I'll take the other basket out. And that's probably the best way to do it. Because I don't like arguing with the customer and trying to explain the whole way of how things are operating in this industry and going through the whole thing about the generic parts and, and manufactured parts. I simply say, you know, that's not the same basket, technically. The one that I purchased comes directly from the manufacturer. It's made specifically for the pump. Not to say that the generic basket doesn't work well, but this is one that your supplier carries in, and they don't have any other basket that they would carry. Maybe they'll have a Valpac basket, you know, that's not really quote-unquote generic, and Valpac does have a relationship with a lot of suppliers. But as far as the one that they find on Amazon for $12 or $13, I just tell them, go ahead and buy it, put it by the equipment, and I'll switch out the basket for you, and I'll reverse the charge for you. Now again, a customer that does that is on your short list to be dropped eventually, because they're going to probably repeat that with everything you put in their pool, I had a customer one time, you know, what I like to do is leave the parts by the equipment because a lot of times they'll question me, hey, did you change the tires on the Polaris? I don't see the part. Or, you know, did you change the basket? Where's the broken basket? This is some, this is a way to hedge off picky customers because they can physically see the part you replace by the equipment. So I have a tendency of leaving the parts there. Even when I change an O-ring and a filter, I'll leave it on top of the heater or somewhere for the customer to see. I'll leave it there for like a month so that once the billing cycle is done, they can actually see it and see that I replaced the O-ring. I had one customer that was really picky, and I did this to kind of offset the fact that I don't want them to call me, you know, asking me if I actually replaced the part. So they actually called and said, hey, I really don't like you leaving broken parts by my equipment. I'd rather you just throw them away. Thank you. And I thought that was pretty funny because I've always, for for years, left the broken stuff there for at least a month so they can see it and visually see that I replaced it. I had a mechanic that I used for many years that would come out and show me the part. Hey, this is the part I replaced. I'm, you know, I'm assuming it came out of my truck and he was pretty honest. So I think it did. And I just took that as something that the customer wants to see. But this one was so, so picky in the other direction that they don't want anything by their equipment that's broken. So I thought it was funny, but I think it's a good way to hedge a customer saying, hey, do you know, I don't think you replaced that part. But you can say, oh, if you go by the equipment right next to the heater is actually the part. And I usually leave them there for a month as a courtesy for customers. I'll throw it away next next week for you. But if you go out there and see the part, and I did replace it, it was broken, it was worn out, or whatever. But that's something that's going to help you, I think, in the long run with these customers that always question if you replace something or if something was really done. But real quick, back to the customer that wants to match prices or they want to get an equipment online or buy something on Amazon and have you put it in. I always draw the line saying, you know, I understand that that particular pump is a lot less expensive on Amazon. However, I can't warranty that pump. You know, if I install it and something happens to it, you're going to have to call Amazon 
are called the manufacturer in Amazon, but there's no warranty after I install it, unfortunately. But if you let me get a pump at my supplier, I'm going to have the manufacturer warranty and I'll definitely be able to have them come out there if there's a problem or take it out and replace it. So that's one reason why it costs a little bit more for the product that I put in because there's a good warranty. And since I put it in and purchased it at my supplier, I can easily cut it out and return it or they can come over and service it. So if you do want to go forward with that purchase on Amazon, you know, I will install it for you. You don't have to, I guess, if you're, you know, you can you can draw the line there also in your business. But I'll install it, but I'll just let them know that there's zero warranty on that part. There's warranty, of course, on the plumbing and things like that. But as far as the part goes, you're out of luck if something happens to it. And as long as they understand that, I'm perfectly fine when installing it because someone's going to install it there anyway. They're the kind of person. And again, if they have someone install it, not you, they're on your short list to be eliminated from your route. I've had many customers that are super picky where I quoted them a price. I gave them all the information on a new pump. I get there the following week and there's one in there already. And then I ask them, hey, what happened? Oh, we called this guy and he put it in um, a little less than you would have charged me. Again, you just want to draw the line at that point. And strong boundaries with picky customers or customers that do something like that. They're just not people that you want on your service route. And as you get more accounts and get bigger, these are the customers that you're going to eliminate from your route. I think um, the best quote I've heard in the industry, and I'll end with this, is from Glenn. He's the manufacturer of the bottom feeder. He's also a pool service guy. And he said that 90% of your problems come from 10% of the customers on your route. Again, 90% of your problems come from 10% of the customers on your route. Once you get rid of that 10%, you're going to have almost a problem-free pool route. And these particular customers are the first to go. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website. There's the podcast icon on the banner. Click on that. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of close to 1,300 podcasts that I have recorded. You can listen to those at your leisure. If you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week and God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.